There's only one podcast with Dale and Luke, so this is The Best Podcast with Dale and Luke. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Best Podcast with Dale and Luke, where we discuss the best and none of the rest. Okay, so where were we? All right, so I believe when we last left you, we had gotten down to, I think, number four uh, on the... three. We were at three. All right, three on the list of the top ten MCU, which uh, was... Your list was the top ten ways to fix the MCU. Yeah. And my list was the top ten MCU moments, uh, most of which were with Tony Stark. I don't see any reason to change course there, so we'll we'll finish off that list. We'd also started the top ten musical list and the top ten uh, podcast. podcast list, yeah, yes, yeah. of which we're number four. Yeah, we'd we'd spun those out. Now let's see if we can't bump ourselves up to number three. Yeah, well, like, there was room for improvement. Yeah, but there's not a lot of competition out there. I haven't seen many podcasts. Not a lot. Of, not not a lot of people are doing it. Yeah, actually, um, I heard that Trevor Noah is doing a podcast. Really? So, yeah. Oh. Fuck, man, we're out of business then. Yeah. He's got, like, name appeal. He does. Yeah. Yeah. People are aware of his work. Yeah, he's at least the second best Daily Show host. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely in the top two. All right. New list. Top two Daily Show hosts. Okay, well, number two. You want to start with number two? Number two, I'll definitely go with Jon Stewart. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, number two, uh, the first guy that hosted it before, John Stewart, that nobody can remember the name of. Right. Yeah. 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 He wasn't. He wasn't as good as Trevor Noah either. Yeah, no. I think it was uh, John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a clown that guy. Yeah. Um, and number one, coming in at number one on the top ten Daily Show hosts. Hosts. Top ten Daily Show hosts. Yeah. Stephen Colbert. Yes, um, I'm going to agree with that. All right, cool. So that list is done. We're off. We're, we are making such great time. We're only two minutes in, and we've already finished one list, which is one more list than we've ever finished in a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're we're on the ball. All right, cool. So I think what number are you up to on ways to fix the MCU? I was up to number three. All right, number three, top ten way to fix the MCU. Luke, take it away. Um, I would say let Tom Green direct a movie. Tom Green direct a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Did he direct uh, Freddy Got Fingered? Yes, he did. That was his, his directorial debut. That was a masterpiece. Yes. I would say it was the Citizen Kane of our generation. It was certainly a two-fisted um, auteur's de- um, vision that wasn't at all messed with by the studio. And there are parallels between it and Citizen Kane. Yes, yeah, uh, um, I've actually aped your phrase there. <laughs> so you want to want to elaborate more on why? All right, well, because we had this fucking film and TV teacher in year ten who went on to tell us that Citizen Kane is this highly regarded movie uh, because of various cinema um, cinema innovations uh, and things as stupid as. He invented shooting upwards uh, to give uh, characters more presence or make them loom over you and stuff like that. Not directly upwards, I take it. Well, no, like the ca- the camera pointing upwards right. so that the character looks more giant. Yep. And that wasn't a thing before Citizen Kane, but mm. not because no one had thought of doing it. It's because sets weren't built with ceilings and so there was no way to film on set 
and do that because there was no you would immediately see the rafters of the the soundstage right and so he built ceilings he insisted on ceilings on his sets right and then filmed these shots and so i know what you're getting at freddie got fingered also has ceilings yeah well no i'm I'm more saying that okay so citizen kane is highly regarded but there are a lot of sausages hanging from the ceiling yeah 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 which couldn't have been done without the you know the the prelude work of um orson wells on citizen kane right but the the argument that the the film and tv teacher used was that he didn't believe orson wells was doing anything truly unique remarkable or intelligent Orson Welles was just justifying the expense of having them having built ceilings. And so from this point of view, you can look at Orson Welles' Citizen Kane as either a masterpiece where he was in charge of everything because he knew what he was doing, or it was a masterpiece because he was in charge of everything and he didn't know what he was doing. And it's because of this that I would say Freddie Got Fingered is the Citizen Kane of our generation. Because it is the same directorial approach, essentially, where it's, it's things we haven't seen on screen before. Yeah. You know, typically they wouldn't jack off a horse yeah. or, you know, that, that would be implied generally. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, I, I manage that every off screen moment has at least one horse jack off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, but this, it, it does leave the question as to whether Tom Green was doing that because it was part of his vision or if they were just jacking off a horse because they'd had a horse on set and they needed to justify the expense. Right. It raises the same questions as Citizen Kane. And speaking of vision, that brings us neatly to my number three reason, or number three in my top ten MCU moments, Tony Stark made vision. Tony Stark did make vision. Yes. Him, Him and Bruce Banner. Him and Bruce Banner. Yeah, Vision is their love child. Yes. Which is a little bit different to the comics. Mm-hmm. In the comics, uh, Vision was created by, uh, I believe, Ultron, after Ultron was created by Hank Pym. Well, I guess Vision is kind of semi-created by Ultron. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Well, uh, Vision was to be the new Ultron. Yeah, it was Ultron's, yeah. like next body type thing yeah and, it was hijacked and it was hijacked but then there was something go wrong right at the last moment and rather than being like a complete jarvis force for good type thing he became a little bit more morally he was animated by the mind stone was he not yeah that's right yeah he was somewhat more animated by the mind stone so he was no longer just uh and the the brain patterns of bruce banner and tony stark Right. So he was Jarvis, he was Tony Stark, he was Bruce Banner, and he was the Time Stone. Bruce Banner has some gamma radiation type thing going on right there. Do you think he has that Futurama fry power where he, you know, has he's thinking with gamma rays or something like that and nah. can't be affected by the weird alien brain? I race the race of attacking alien brains. I wouldn't know as to what the gamma rays have had an effect on his psychic defenses. I can't think of that from the comics. Mm. I'm sure that's a thing that will have come up at some point. If I was a writer of the Hulk, I will have elucidated that. So perhaps sometime in the Peter David years, he'll have run them into his characters on X Factor and tested out the, the Hulk's psychic um, resistance levels. 
Right. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why Vision has made it so high on the list is as far as Tony Stark Creations goes, it's uh, one of the creations that has uh, been the least of a fuck up and has destroyed less of humanity than almost any of his other creations. Oh, he was worthy enough to lift Thor's hammer. That's right. He was He was a good dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cap was worthy enough to lift it too. He was just being nice. No, Cap was worthy enough to lift yeah. it. There was that scene where he almost lifted it in yeah. Avengers 2. And then he sort of like saw Thor go, oh, what's this? I don't know. He just couldn't lift it yet. He wasn't worthy enough. Um, but in the comics, he is one of the few people that's been worthy enough to lift the hammer. Right. Um, there's been him. There's been Superman. There's been Wonder Woman. But then going off, like going off, uh, I think it's either the Dark World or Thor, the first Thor, that would mean that he's then the rightful king of Asgard. Yes and no. Um, because of the events in the first Thor, um, and I think it's some of the second Thor, he just wasn't king. He had the power of Thor, but Odin was still king. Oh, yeah, because Odin was like... He wasn't ready to relinquish You're a dumb idiot, yeah, Thor. Yeah, you're not mature enough, essentially. Yeah. You just want all the war. Yeah, and so this is where it's been in the comics where typically people who can lift the the hammer can't become... They're not necessarily king of Asgard. They mm. just have the power of Thor. And so this has been William Blake. This has been... Um, it was an alien horse-faced guy that his statue was on one of the walls in Thor Ragnarok. There was... A guy named Eric Masters or Masterson who became Thunderstrike. And then famously in the comics just recently, Jane has been able to pick up the hammer and become Thor. Yeah, I think they're pitching that for the next Thor too, aren't they? Yeah. Love yeah. and Thunder. Yeah, yeah, where Jane will be able to pick up the hammer and become a Thor. Oh, by the way, that, that looks so cool. That logo looks so nice. Yeah, it, it's got potential. And it's Takeaway TV again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy could... Anything he makes, yeah. I'm just going straight to it. Yeah. Like, uh, actually, he's doing part of the. Uh, he's doing a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and he's playing a robot because, you know, in typical Taika fashion, he has to be in every one of his movies. Yep. Bringing in that sweet, sweet Kiwi accent. Yeah, I'm not sure how much involvement he's had to do with it, whether he's like producer, showrunner, just director of a couple of things. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure he's. You know, anything he puts his hands on ends yeah. up being invariably his flavor. Yeah, I haven't actually seen any of the new um, What We Do in the Shadows TV show, though. Do you mind if I step on your list for just one moment? Go on. All right, I reckon, way to improve the MCU. I know that Taika Waititi's got two films in it, but I think we just take Hunt for the Wilder People and just make it canon. Just make it canon? Yeah, make it canon. Yep. Yeah. I, I th- Look, Sam Neill... He's perfect for pretty much every cinematic universe. I personally believe that Sam Neill has had the one run, as far as characters go, through every movie. So Dr. Alan Parson, Partridge, something, I don't know what his name is. Dr. Alan from from Jurassic Jurassic Park. Park, That is Sam Neill's character after the events of Event Horizon. Well, no, wait, no, Event Horizon's further down the line, yeah. Yeah, 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 but this explains why he was so stressed. Like, if you watch Jurassic Park mm. and then in the Mountains of Madness straight afterwards, you understand why he was so stressed out and why he refused to have anything to do with Jurassic Park 2. Right. Yeah. Because uh, he, went, he went from dinosaurs to Cthulhu sort of stuff, you know. There was that part in the dish, too, where he ripped his eyeballs out and threw them at the dinosaurs that were running at the dish. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was later in the movie. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that that's how the moon landing kind of came no, to fruition. Australia well, I mean, played their part there. Yeah, know? Australia's role has been underwritten as per usual yeah. because I mean, let, let's face it, it's hard to understand. It is. People want a very simple story, and the very simple story in this case is that America landed on the moon, yeah. and nobody in Australia got their eyes ripped out. But you know, yeah. the, the truth is always more complex. Yeah, and Sam Neill was. Yeah, you know, I know. I know he wasn't the first on the moon, but. I think he was definitely the best on the moon. And oh, yeah, that's what yeah. we're discussing on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Sam Neill would yeah. be the best on the moon. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Top yeah. 10 on the moon. Number Sam. one, Sam Neill. Yeah. We're through two lists in this show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, because there, there actually haven't been that many actors on the moon. No. No. In fact, there's been three. All right, top three lists, uh, top three actors on the moon. We already know Sam Neill is number one. That's not how we... We're going to count up for this list. Right. Yeah, right. Number two. A bit of a change. Will the, will the audience follow? They, I, I think they've been able to follow everything so far. So, uh, yeah, let's give, them a, let's give them a challenge. Right. Okay. So, number two. Number two. Um, I can't remember. Neil Armstrong, best actor. <laughs> Hollywood soundstage. No, I wouldn't put no, him on number no. two. No. He, he, yeah, that's right. I would put the actual guy from Moon. Um, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you've seen Moon. Uh, yeah, with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, where, where and it turns out that, it, like, sorry, spoiler alert for everyone out there. But well, well, hang on. If you haven't seen Moon, pause the podcast, watch Moon, call me and tell me how it ends because I haven't seen it, and then come back to the podcast. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Have you seen it? All right, cool. If you haven't seen it and you're not going to see it, switch this podcast to... 15 minutes and 20 seconds, and you will find the spoiler-free zone for Moon. Okay. So, in Moon, it's basically... There's a conflict between uh, Buzz Lightyear and... The Moon. Well, no, the, the previous occupant of the Moon. Oh. Um, Woody. And... See, Woody's... Harrelson. Yeah, Woody's worried that the Moon... Woody's worried that Buzz Lightyear is going to become more important to the Moon than Woody has been. And so th- there's a series of misadventures and then they are off planet. They, le- they leave the moon and they yeah. have to get back to the moon. Yeah. And through the course of getting back to the moon, they realize that they're both people of the moon and it won't matter hmm. who the moon you know, prefers because the moon will take both of them. It's a big place. Oh, man, that's so heartwarming. Yeah. No, yeah. the moon was a good movie. People oh. raved about it for a good reason. Oh, it's got me right here in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. So Buzz Lightyear in Moon was definitely the second best person on the moon. All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, um, oh, there was also that part in the moon where it turned out that the moon was the sun and the movie was actually sunshine. No, no. That I think you're getting that confused. With the movie Sunshine. Yeah. 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 Which I is easily confused. are the movie Sunshine, but then most of them aren't. Um, there was one that was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the one about the Indian kid who won the the quiz show. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Danny Boyle's movies are largely interchangeable. Uh, Basically, right. the same from start to finish, every single one of them. All right. Well, thank you for coming back at fifteen minutes and twenty <laughs> seconds to find the uh, spoiler-free zone from the moon. We have finished talking about the moon. Yeah. We definitely didn't just keep talking about the moon until fifteen minutes and twenty seconds. No, we covered everything. It's, We're more it's professional. Pretty, it's pretty concise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And so the number three in the top three actors to have landed on the moon, Mike Myers. Mike Myers in the movie 
I think it was the second one. In the movie, the second one. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a Christian drama about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah, Mike Myers played all of the characters. Mm-hmm. And Don't care! Yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the characters except for the little person. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me, Strick. I'm a glorious moon. No, that was Eddie Murphy. I think you'll find that was my seminal character... The singer of Queen and the player of Donkey, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> okay, yeah. But is Freddie- this real life? Is it a fantasy? Go to landslide. No escape from reality, Shrek. It's a shame he died. Yeah. See, this is why there's not a Shrek 4. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. Eddie Murphy died. <laughs> Freddie Mercury died. Uh, it- while that might not be true, it is at least as accurate as Bohemian Rhapsody, the trash film from this year. Um, yeah, I actually haven't seen it, but it came to affect my life in a number of ways. Mm. Yeah. At the time, the guitarist in a musical project I'm doing. Brian um, May. Yeah, Brian. Well, uh, he decided to get his Brian May on as mm. a result of seeing the this Queen movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we have eight layers of guitar solo that are like harmonics on each other and it's just ridiculous and it's all queen's fault yeah it is it is basically aids yeah well yeah it's it's not all bad things then i guess terrible terrible plot but great songs great songs yeah Yeah. perhaps i mean yeah general i mean top 10 lists (laughs) of queen songs starting with number 10 well, are we talking the best ones or they're just, they were Queen songs? No, right? just top 10 off any album in the reverse order from 10th track to first track. Okay. Well, I'll go with Africa. Yeah. By Queen. Yes. Hmm. By, yeah. All right, cool. And that concludes our top 10 list of Queen tracks. Um, I don't right. think that's enough. I think, no, I think I'll go Africa is number 10. Okay. Yeah. I'll go... All Star. Um... Oh, I don't know if that rates in the it top doesn't, 10. No, it's not in the top 10. Not really. Yeah, it's more of an 11. Yeah. Um, uh, probably the first five songs off In Excess's Kick album, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that way we got that's up some to... some of Queen's best work. Yeah, and so we're up to number four there. Yeah. Um, at which point I would have to say mm. the Wayne's World song. Oh, that is good. The Ice Hockey song. Oh, oh, oh can I... No, no, you go. Um, the bicycle song. Oh yeah, bicycle. Yeah. Um, bicycle, my uh, biker mice from Mars. Yeah, yeah. And the one about lasers. Um, you've got lasers. I've got tasers. Let's have a party. No, I think I'm talking about Metal Gods by Judas Priest. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. That is a fantastic Queen song. It is. It is yeah. one of their best. Oh man, why didn't they put that in the movie? Well, I mean, because it's a Judas Priest song. Yeah. Mm. Makes you think. It does. All right. So I guess you're up to uh, number three on your list of things to fix in the MCU. Are we think, up to three? Um, yeah, if we haven't already done it. I oh, know. I'm pretty sure that was three. When that I was said, three. Yeah. yeah, when Tom Green has to direct. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I put in uh, yeah. my number three for your list, Yeah. <laughs> which was that we need to bring Hunt for the Wilder People into, into the MCU yeah, yeah, and make it, it canon. Make it canon, yeah, yeah. definitely. You see, I think Hunt for the Wilder People had like a fantastic run in the comics, like in the uh, 
in the 90s comics where it was just a little bit campier and yeah Oh, the 90s weren't about camp comics, man. Yeah. The 90s were all about extreme comics. This, oh, was, this was the yeah. run of The Hunt for the Wilder People where everyone had... They were covered in bandoliers full of bullets and explosives and they, ever, they had pouches mm. all over their costumes. Yeah. And the Wilder People were, like, basically giant wildebeest people. Yeah, but also had um, bandoliers filled with shells and bullets and covered in pouches. Yeah. Well, that's what I actually meant, because you know, when I'm when I say camp, I mean extreme camping. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is exactly yeah. It's yeah. the '90s idea of camp. Mm. Yeah, extremified. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That is that is how camping was in the, the '90s. Your grandma's glamping. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but you you didn't do that in the '90s. There was nothing luxurious about the '90s. The '90s were extreme from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a wonder we survived. Uh, speaking of wonder. <laughs> Um, Wanda was was in uh, you know uh, the second Captain America, second Avengers. Yeah, right? this that is, was when she was introduced. A Scarlet Witch. There's the Scarlet Witch. That's she right. actually was first introduced in X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh no! Well, we don't talk about that. But just as a small child, really? Yeah, in one of the later scenes. Um, this that was, that, that was Fox. Fox thought they had that. Yeah, no, Fox did. Fox had um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are just as much oh, X-Men yeah. as they are Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Because they are the villains underneath Magneto in X-Men issue one. Of course. And they are only recruited into the Avengers after a couple of Avengers lineups and then Captain America recruits what was called for a long time Cap's Kooky Quartet, which was Captain America, Hawkeye, and the Pietrov twins, Quicksilver and Wanda. Right. Yeah. Because in the comics... He's been in a few wacky named crews. Because yeah. there's that and the, uh, the, the Thundering Assholes. The <laughs> Thundering Assholes. Yeah, that was, that was later, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is where you first saw Wanda on the screen, where mm. she was a little kid who was using red flared telekinesis to move blocks around. And this was in the scenes where you were first introduced to Quicksilver. I can almost not remember a single thing from Days of Future Past. Well, it was just before the Quicksilver scenes, which were perhaps better than the Marvel Quicksilver scenes. Okay. Yeah. Did, did he have frosted tips? Um, no, but he had a very yeah, Quicksilver see, look. I'm, I don't know. He had a very Quicksilver look. It's all about that frosted tips stuff. It should really be about the, the, the... The fringe that looks kind of like alien antennas. Mm. That's that's always been Quicksilver's signature look. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So I guess that uh, that movie though, with uh, where Scarlet Witch is introduced, which yeah. is Age of Ultron, which I feel like we're talking about a lot. Yeah. Considering, I mean, it doesn't make it anywhere near the top ten movies for me. No. It's. No, but it's in it's James Spader's top but... ten sci-fi. Yeah, which, like, it's yeah. t- James Spader's top ten movies, which we we touched upon last time, but didn't start listing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So in that one, it's discovered that the Black Widow um, has been stopped from having children. Yes. Right. Do you think that that was Tony Stark's fuck up? No, I think that was the scriptwriter's fault. Number two, Tony <laughs> made Black Widow infertile. Number two on my list of top ten MCU no, moments. Hydra. Hydra made Black Widow infertile, if anyone. 
Yeah, but who made Hydra? Bloody Tony Stark's dad. Not really. No, was, not really at all. It's existed prior to even World War II. If you're, if, wasn't there a speech? So did in, Howard Stark, though. He was with, there. Yeah, but wasn't there a speech that Red Skull gave yeah. in um, Captain America that was that said Hydra predated even the Nazis as a secret society or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't. I can't be sure, but I have a feeling like Hydra might have been one of these things that's always existed. Mm. Mm. And so, with the Black Widow movie coming up, though, I'm, I'm imagining they're not going to... Well, they'll focus on uh, Natasha Romanoff. That's mm. the character's name, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm imagining this is where they'll introduce the second Black Widow. What? Well, because... Uh, it's a spider. It's just a spider. Well, spoiler and alert. spider girl. It's Gwen Stephanie. If you haven't watched um, Avengers Endgame, then you need to watch Avengers Endgame. All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, So if you haven't watched Avengers Endgame, pause the podcast right now uh, and watch Avengers Endgame and then come back. Just quickly watch it. Yeah, just Just, quickly watch it. We'll wait. We'll wait right here. You've got to pause it for us to wait. And if you're not prepared to watch it, then just skip this podcast to the 26 and a half minute mark. And yeah. that's when the end game spoilers will stop. Okay, so we're ready? Yeah, we're ready. They're gone. All right. So, yeah, Black Widow dies in Endgame. What? Well, she's, she heroically sacrifices her life in order to get the Soul Stone in the same way that Gamora was thrown off the cliff in the first, in Infinity War. You wouldn't do that twice, would you? Surely. No. No, and she can't. And this was the thing that they were getting at, <laughs> that Clint was getting at, is that somehow that this death sticks. Yeah. So, therefore, the Black Widow will not be an ongoing character in the Marvel Universe, but mm-hmm. they have a Black Widow movie scheduled. Now, some of it will be set back in time. Mm. But I heard it's happening slightly after Civil War. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be a good time to set it. But this is where I imagine they will introduce the second Black Widow. Right. Elena Markov or something like that. Okay, so if they do that, where's she been for seven years? In a, probably in a frozen tube or... <laughs> I mean, she could have just been in the Europe living her life. Just hanging out with uh, Captain Marvel and the Skrulls. Well, there's no reason to assume that she's been involved or there's no reason to be assumed she hasn't been broken out of Hydra's brainwashing yet or... She could have been snapped. She could have been snapped. yeah which case she would only just be returned yeah. five years later after the snap. Ooh, and they're looking we, for a new Black Widow. They're looking for a new There's Black a Widow. sign up on Avengers compound saying, saying Black lo- Widow wanted. Yeah, we've lost one. Yeah. We need another one. Yeah. At which point she's like, you know what? That's one of the things I've been trained to do. Yeah. Jobs are a little scarce these days. Yeah. There isn't the industry anymore since mm. half the world disappeared. Mm. And now half the world's back. The industry's come to a dead stop. And we mm. haven't been able to restart all the jobs yet. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. It makes sense for them to employ, yeah, a, a black widow who has previous experience as a black widow. Right. Yeah, that's who I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit of experience, though. Like yeah. Half a movie. Well, yeah, and en- enough that you could, yeah, enough that you could get it done in, in just some short exposition. You didn't yeah. need to do a trilogy to do it. Or okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty good then. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that's uh, that's my number two. What's uh, my number two? Where I do think you're, are you at number two or number one now? Uh, I think I'm at number two. Number right. three was definitely Tom Green. Yeah, cool. Uh, we, we're definitely going to finish some lists this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, hang on, hang on. Well, Just this- because we're getting close, 
We're getting real close to the end of the you know the MCU lists. Where were we on the musical lists? Um, we were both five, five. I think. I think we five, yeah, we yeah. were about five. Yeah. At which point I was going to tell you, I was going to ask you if you'd ever seen Miss Saigon. I haven't. No, because that one definitely tops my top ten list of um, helicopters on stage during a musical. Okay, but it only gets you to the fifth best musical. Yeah, fifth best musical. Or do we start another list? No, I mean, okay. I okay, th- top 10 list of helicopters in musical. Which number one is definitely Miss Saigon. Okay, what is... This is a forward list, not a backwards list? Yeah, well, I okay. mean, we'll have to do it that way because okay. I've started at number one. All right, cool. So mine is going to be uh, uh, for number two... Yeah. Because we'll take it in turns. Yeah, yeah. We've got to do the same list. There haven't been that many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Spider-Man the musical, uh, when the rescue helicopter came in to uh, save all of the dead actors that had been, yeah, smashed around by snapped ropes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely my number two on the list of top ten musicals with helicopters. I'll go, all right, well, yeah, I'll go... um, Number three, then. Mm -hmm. I'll go the helicopter scene in The Lion King where the hunters Ooh. are hunting the herd and that starts the whole stampede. Because, oh, yeah, because the helicopter above and they're... That's brilliant. And you hear their, their, yeah, their thick South African accents. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, I'm going to go... Number four, I'm going to go the helicopter-like things in the James Cameron musical Avatar. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were that, beautiful. That was a musical, wasn't it? They were beautiful, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was truly something to see. Yeah, that, man, they brought back that alien tech... Yeah, that just looks so good. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that up a little bit. That's my number one. Yeah. Well, Avatar, I think, also gets a special mention mm. as one of the top ten movies using the Avatar technology that it was filmed with. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Just behind. Um, it Avatar wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be number one. Now that'd be Avatar two. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it does use the same technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what else is there that uses that too? There's Ready Set. Go nothing. There's all the hobbits. All the hobbits. There's the um, all the scenes in um, all, all the scenes involving Thanos and great ba- great big battles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Fast and Furious. Paul Walker. Um, yeah, yeah. That was Avatar technology. It was actually Vin Diesel playing Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. After the um, accident, the unfortunate accident. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It turns out that he can't drive. No, no. He he. I mean, he may recover, but he hasn't yet. Yeah. Yeah, should have should have Paul walked if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Got him. It's not really fair. He's not here to defend himself. No, nah, well, neither is Thanos. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So we're up. To, what are we up to in helicopter in musical? We're four with Avatar. You're next. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Mm, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to go the the. Helicopter in the sequel to Phantom. Oh. It was just a ride. The helicopter in Attack of the Clones, the sequel to The Phantom Menace. No, no, no. I'm see- the sequel to Phantom of the Opera. It was called the same Phantom thing. of the Boardwalk. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is this actually a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is. It, it had to be written twice because Andrew Lloyd Webber lost all of his work because a cat stepped on his keyboard. <laughs> Which is actually how the movie 
Cats came about. Yeah. Not the musical, but the movie Cats. Yeah, yeah. It turns it, out they had all the work cat done. stepping on a keyboard. Yeah, is, and they had to start again yeah. at the very last second without yeah. any planning or thought, forethought mm. and just try and make it the freakiest thing possible. That's insane. Yeah. But definitely, I'll tell I mean, there was a helicopter ride. In, it was a boardwalk. Yeah. It was a boardwalk. So there's got to be a helicopter ride at the back somewhere. All right. If not one of those ones on, like, if not an actual sightseeing tour of Coney Island and the surrounds of New York, yeah. then it would have been the kind of helicopter that's just on an arm and the kids can ride. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know what? I reckon we'll put a pen in this list for now. We'll come back to it next podcast. Yeah, the top 10 yeah. helicopters and musicals. Top ten, yeah. I think we can... Where were we on the top 10 musicals? Um, I think I was up to Platoon. Okay, Platoon. Oh, Willem Dafoe's performance in that is just perfectly melodical and his harmonies are fantastic. Yep. And Tom Berenger did a, a fairly good fist of the gruff work. Yeah. I mean, he's only known for rock bands, not his classical singing. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Makes you think. All right, so we're down to number two in the MCU, are we? Yeah, right, I think cool. it was your turn. My turn to get the number two MCU best moments. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony exploding a mountain again. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that good. Well, I mean, remembering that this wasn't the actual mountain that he exploded. This is a recreation after the fact. I've been watching a bit about um, the documentaries from war. Yeah. And one of the ways that they typically did it, because it's very hard to stage, like to, very hard to film uh, whilst, you know, in the heat of the moment. So they, they would stage things after the fact. And this is all I can assume with the Iron Man mountain exploding is this wasn't original footage from the original time that Iron Man exploded a mountain. This is a later mountain that they've they've blown up as part of the movie uh yeah well actually uh as it's been a full week since our last podcast i can reveal that during that time i have actually watched a documentary on the making of that mountain explosion yeah and it turns out that they did it for real but they forgot to record it ah so so it's yeah yeah. recreated yeah they had to recreate it with cgi right yeah is the mountain well known? Uh, yeah, it's Mount Vesuvius. Right. Yeah. Oh, which, uh, oh, well, yeah, it comes from an acting acting dynasty that goes yeah. way back. The Vesuvians. Yeah, these mountains have been featured in films going all back as far as far as cinema exists. Yeah. I think they've, yeah. Yeah, I think that it, was the movie at the start of The Sound of Music. Yeah, there oh, were, no, that was The Hills. They, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, The Hills. But the mountains are still, they go way back. I think yeah. they predate cinema. I think they've been a live attraction for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, down to your number two. My number two? Yeah. I'll include more mountains, but this time not blow them up. Oh. Yeah, people want to see whole mountains. Whole mountains. They don't want to see blown up mountains. It's it's upsetting to them. It's upsetting to the people who play the mountains or the mountains themselves. And I don't see that we need this negative representation in mountains of mountains in cinema going forwards. Why should every mountain be destroyed? Hmm. I kind of wish they'd stop casting white people as mountains. Yeah, well, you see, this is it. There should be more representation and there should be more of a positive spin going forwards. Like, if you're a kid, like a mountain kid, and you're in school and you've only ever seen mountains on film and they get blown up and they're played by white ones, you know, so this is the sort of thing that we're trying to. I don't want to get all comic skate about this. Yeah. I don't want to upset anyone, you yeah. know, like that we're trying to rewrite mountains or anything. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like mountains could be more representative on the whole of more people. Well, the thing is, like, 
look, like what in Australia, our best mountains like Mount Kosciuszko, right? Oh yeah, unless by far. You, like, I mean, I mean, unless you count Mount Mackenzie, but that's technically Antarctica. Yeah, I mean, you can't count as rock because it is a rock. Yeah, um, and there aren't any taller ones than Mount Kosciuszko. I don't know if taller equates to better. No, but it you know it's that kind of that that mountain star power that sort of thing. It's yeah, like, it does. Does it's, it come up against a Hemsworth? Um, I don't know. That, well, Hemsworths are a little bit of a mountain themselves. Yeah, no, but they they they're sort of more up Byron way, so it wouldn't it wouldn't come up against them at all. The Great Dividing Range would be in the way, and yeah. Now I figured it out. We just cast Dwayne the Rock Johnson as it. He's at least half mountain. I'm, no, but he's a rock. Yeah, yeah, but that's just. And the nickname for well him. no yeah. but we'd have to cast him as a rock like as rock and we can't do that because mm. that's going to be a problem mm. like he's not representative of australia's culture or rocks he's some other rock from somewhere else yeah i believe hawaii yeah well uh, um his family he's he's a third generation wrestler his right. his story is actually kind of amazing he's mm-hmm. uh his grandfather is one of the original big Samoan wrestlers that came across to the US and made a lot of bank and were pretty famous. And then his actual father is an old AWA and WWF rock, um, wrestler called Rocky Johnson, who was where they gave Rock his name. Originally, he came out and he was Rocky Jr., hmm. Rocky Maivia, using his grandfather's Samoan name. Right. Yeah. And this is when they, he was a face originally. He was a very cutesy face. And then eventually they, they realized to turn him heel. And this is when the rock and his personality came to the fore and the, the people's eyebrow, the people's elbow, all of this kind of thing, his arrogance, it came from this era where he turned heel. Mm. But originally he was just a nice guy and he was happy to be there because he was a third generation wrestler. And you just wanted everybody to love him. Oh, yeah. Kind of. It's, it's kind of a sweet story. I remember reading his book. Kind of still built into his persona a bit, or at least his public image. Oh yeah, yeah. he's a nice guy these days. But mm. when he was in, was it the New World Order? No, that was WCW. Suffice to say, he was in a group. The company, Shane McMahon, might have been the company. Was he was in a group with Shane McMahon, Vince McMahon's son? Yeah, it was and WWF at the time. Or it was, was it WWF WWE? at the time. Yeah. Yeah, and this is where he turned heel. He was yeah. part of the corporation or whatever. Mm. And, yeah, so this is where he he is very much American and... Um, okay. Yeah. The, the, the I, pollen, the, I must have been fairly convinced by uh, Moana then. Well, the Polynesian is very strong. Yeah. Yeah, like if you ask the dude to do, the, to do a haka, he'll, yeah. he'll ask you which one. Yeah. Because he knows a Samoan one, he knows a Hawaiian one. He probably knows the all-black one. Yeah. And they've just featured him and Roman Reigns, who is also uh, one of his wrestling relatives. I think the all-blacks is the football teammate. (laughs) (laughs) But The Rock, they've just featured him and Roman Reigns in the the latest Fast and the Furious spinoff. Yeah. Um, And Roman Reigns plays his family in the the movie and he's his actual family in real life because Roman Reigns is also descended from the Samoan wrestling family the same ones that Yokozuna and a couple of the Japanese ones come from there you go yeah see this this podcast is the best because it's educational 
it's not the best educational podcast. I'm not sure if we put it in the top All 10. All right, top 10 educational podcasts. podcasts. Uh, we haven't finished the top 10 podcasts. I know that's fine. All right, you start her off. Um, not that hist- that Rome one you put me onto is excellent, actually. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, what's that one called? That is called Ancient Rome. And if you're listening to this, stop. Listen to all 174 episodes of Ancient Rome. Yeah, because there'll be spoilers. We're going to spoil it. Yeah. Caesar. Poof. Oh, mate. <laughs> He's got. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get. Oh, hang on. If you don't know ancient Rome and you don't want to, uh, you know, pause it to stop the podcast and that sort of thing, um, then fast forward to the time code forty-two minutes and thirty-three seconds, uh, when we will stop talking about all of the spoilers in Roman history. Yeah. Well, Roman history itself. I, I have to say, I preferred the Greek history to Roman history and my whole Actually, you and I have had an ongoing conversation yeah. about this I prefer the Romans you prefer the Greeks well I just feel like the Romans weren't as good a value and I I just I can't wait till ancient Rome dies off really yeah I can't wait till the society collapses yeah. and the people are scattered to the four winds and we don't hear the name Roman Empire as on the headlines every yeah, day so anymore I'm seeing what's happening here all right so Luke you might want to earmuffs right you earmuffs on okay cool what Luke doesn't know and this is part of the spoiler territory too is that the Roman Empire kind of became the Byzantine Empire and it kind of lost Rome at one stage and it was kind of taken over by the Gothic Frankio kind of groups. But he's not that far through the podcast yet. So, uh, you know, we'll just just let him keep going as if, as if, yeah, it's fine. All right, earmuffs off, mate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, no, I was just, I was just uh, having a quick word to the uh, listener about how... Um, Were there spoilers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there could be. There's many things uh, that uh, you know. Looking forward to more Roman Empire. That's that's for sure. Oh, I'm not. I for one hope that it ends and oh. ends soon. Mm. I don't want to see it around. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to go visit it. Like they just they weren't as classy as the Greeks. It's as simple as that. You know, and the Greeks are known for comedy, philosophy, economic management. Whereas the Romans, they just, Jason Mantzoukas. The Jason Mantzoukas, yeah. yeah. Whereas the Romans, they they gave us fart jokes and bureaucracy. Et Yeah, basically. It's yeah, good. Yeah, it's I mean, classic. This was a society... Classic Roman humour. This is a society that based most of their decisions upon the movement of birds. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, Just the augur would go and check out which the, what the birds were doing in the sky that day. Like Greeks or the Romans? The Romans. And not that much. Yeah, Maybe during some phase it spanned fifteen hundred years. Yeah, no, read the annals. They did it every goddamn day. Okay, like this is how this is how they caught they kept time in the Greek annals was on a day to day basis. Oh, sorry, in the Roman annals was on a day to day basis. Whereas if you read Greek history, they have to keep referring to what game it was. You've been you've been listening ahead. <laughs> oh wait, no, you're just not up to the Christian part. Yeah. Oh shit, Christians. I spoiled it. What do you mean Christians? In the, in the- no, Mith- Mithra is not going to stand for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they can't. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. Just let's just say that they're in the mix. They're in the mix. Yeah. Christians are in the mix. The Christians are in the mix. Right. During the end of the Roman podcast. Right. Yeah, like the yeah. last third or so. Well, obviously, I'll have to keep listening to it to hear. It started where- in Judea, actually. There's a really, yeah. There's, there's a bit of a chapter in Judea, and yeah, Christians. 
Yeah. What? Are they something to do with Jesus? Look, I don't want to go into it too much, but yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it either Jesus or Joseph? All right. Well, I'll save it. I'll let you keep listening, and uh, next podcast we'll do top ten Rome. I'm I'm keeping a list of lists now right. so that we can get through some of these lists. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll know how it ends, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. I'll do the Greeks, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I know everything about the Greeks already. I mean, Didn't they just like fight each other and there's like 300 of the bastards or something? Yeah, there was exactly yeah. 300 Greeks, and this yeah. is why you don't find them to be as, as a long-lasting, powerful polity as the Romans were. Right. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're going to have to do. Yeah, but next podcast... Yeah. Okay. So, what's your top ten educational podcast? Top ten educational podcast. Uh, uh, I've got none. You've got none. No. No okay. podcasts are educational. I suppose. No. It's it's all ancient Rome. All ten. They're all, all different all episodes of ancient Rome. Right. I mean, yeah, that's fair. No TED talks. No. 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 No, I feel like everyone's doing a TED Talk now. Oh. It's not educational anymore. I'm going to list the richest. There was one guy that was doing one on selling hot dogs. Well, I mean, do you know how to sell hot dogs? No, I don't, but I don't want to find out. Well, you might need to. It might be a vital skill. <laughs> Look, if I'm, I'm going to be the guy programming the hot dog stands. Right. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to employ someone to sell the hot dogs. And also, you, I've sold You'll want to make sure that they'll know what they're doing. Essentially. I sold Dagwood dogs, like... 15 a Dagwood years ago. dog is not a hot dog. Yeah, it kind of is. No, this is. Okay, so for American audiences, this is a corn dog. <laughs> yeah, for all of our American audiences. Yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. very many people. But the, the yeah. Dagwood dog is a corn dog. I don't know if it's ubiquitously called a Dagwood dog across all of Australia or the, the, the rest of the English-speaking world, but it's Americans will know it yeah. as a corn dog. corn dog. Yeah, and there's yeah. a hot dog in the middle. Yeah, well, it's a Frankfurt in the middle on a stick. Yeah, but these things aren't hot dogs. The American audience is going to call that a hot dog. No, the American audience is going to take issue with this, my friend. Why? Because the American audience is going to make us do a top 10 list of hot dogs. Because <sighs> hot dogs regionally differ from place to place. Hot dogs are like they're associated with the baseball. And so for each small town, they do it differently. We can go to some. All right, all right. Hot t- top 10 hot dogs, starting with number 10, starting with Luke. With the Yankees hot dog. What's that? The Yankees hot dog is the classic Yankees hot dog. So it gets a number 10, does it? Yeah, yeah. But this is the one you get at the Yankee Stadium. All right. Yeah, because this is the this is the most broad one. And this is its, uh, I believe it's just ketchup. Have you been to Yankee Stadium? No, but I've, I've looked up what the hot dogs are. All right, are. yeah. Because okay. like, this, like, this was a history thing. And I realized that hot dogs had a history because the reason hot dogs exist is because the guy who was selling sausages at a market vendor um, was losing money on the cotton gloves he was giving people so that they didn't burn their hands on his sausages. All right. So he made a deal with a baker nearby just to make cheap long bread so that people could hold their sausages and not burn their hands. That's brilliant. And that's the birth of the hot dog. And that was at Yankee Stadium? Well, no, it's somewhere in, it's somewhere in East, Coast, New, um, East Coast America because it regionally spread. And so each town, locality often a baseball stadium will have its own version of what a hot dog actually is. Some are sans mustard, some must have onion, some must have sauce. 
some like it, it varies okay. even down to the sausage types all right i feel like frankfurt, i'm learning quickly the Sorry. frankfurt is not the like not the the uniform choice of, of hot dogs on the east coast of the u.s all right okay I, I feel like i'm learning quickly here yeah um so we're going to do one of these alternate lists and i'll take number nine yeah and i'm going to say the number nine hot dog is definitely the uh, snags from the barbecue out the front of Office Works. Office Works. Office Works. Not Bunnings. No, that's much, much lower down the list. Oh, yeah, okay. So the Office Works snags aren't all that great. No, but they're they're, they're fine. They're they're fine hot dogs. Ninth best in the world, in fact. Ninth best in the world. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, if we're going a little broader than just the East Coast of the USA, which is what I was trying to... I I will go... Mm. I will go... All the way to Germany. Ah, yeah, yeah. I and, see where you're going here. Yeah, getting some nice hot dogs cooked up there and German fanfare. Yep, yep. I will go with the the bratwurst mm. with curry ketchup. Oh, and sauerkraut. Yeah, the bratwurst was curry ketchup and sauerkraut because curry ketchup is a special thing they have in Germany. Yeah, it hasn't like taken it. off here. What do you mean you don't like <laughs> yeah, it? Curry ketchup. It's amazing. Yeah, it just tastes like horseradish. No, I, <laughs> I'm not sure that's... <laughs> Look, I don't know curry ketchup, but what I do know <laughs> is that it tastes like horseradish. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's becoming really clear that we haven't had dinner and it's like well past dinner time now. Yeah. All right, cool. So you're up to number eight for the eighth best. No, you've just done the eighth best. Yeah, so I'm yeah. up to number seven. Yeah. Number seven is definitely democracy sausage. Democracy sausage. Yes. Yeah. Yep. For those American listeners that we have so many of, a democracy sausage uh, in Australia voting is compulsory and you can vote at schools and churches. And what they tend to do out the front of especially schools is they cook a sausage sizzle. And this is to, uh, you know, Thank you for doing your civic duty because everyone's got to anyway. So they're just kind of trying to, you know, soften the blow a little bit. And uh, yeah, you have a sausage. It's uh, also while, for while fundraising you, purposes. It allows the school or church or, exactly hall right. or whatever to uh, to generate some funds while people are passing through on this day that they have to go and vote. So it's a great Australian tradition to yeah. vote for the wrong party and then have a democracy sausage. Yeah, it's it's pretty much de rigueur as well. You you can find that the the cake stand assortment will vary from place to place. Some will have hot dogs. Sorry, sorry. Some will have uh, lamingtons. Some will have mm. cupcakes and so on and so forth. But the sausage is just uniform. You know, this one's quite good. I'm actually going to bring this down to number five. So I guess you're on to number four now. I'm on to number four yeah. now. Yeah, because that one was so good that I've After democracy sausage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, after the Yankees sausage, yeah. the German, 10, a German nine. sausage, yeah. and democracy sausage. At five. So okay. you're on four. Um, hmm. I would have to say a... 7-Eleven hot dog from 19... 19- Oof, hang on, hang on, stop the podcast. You, dude, you can't do that. Why? 7-Eleven sausages are garbage. No, but 7-Eleven sausages from 1994. Uh, all right, podcast resume. <laughs> okay, so back in 1994, or a long time ago, they did hot dogs differently at, at 7-Eleven. Right. And so instead of... We didn't of, have 7-Eleven then, did we? Yeah, 7-Eleven's been around ages. Really? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so the the original well, nowadays it's just a microwave thing. You pull yeah. it out of the fridge and you stick it in the microwave and Terrible. they call it, it call it a hot dog. It's a yeah, travesty. Mm. Yeah. Whereas 
back in the day, they would have a hot dog boiler on site, which would mean that the person would have to be on point as to not leaving the sausage in there for too long. Mm. But what they did have on the side was those heated spikes that you stick the hot dog bun on. It was just to you impaled it upon it. It didn't split it down the side. It left a perfect sausage tube in the center of it, to which you just inserted the sausage and then squeezed in the sauce. Hey, I remember and then this. and then rode off on your bike because it's the only hot dog that you could eat one-handed whilst riding a BMX. That, Wendy's was doing that too for a while. Yeah, yeah, and a Wendy's hot dog was was basically the same sort of deal. Yeah, you could ride it, you could eat it one-handed whilst riding a BMX, which I don't think we've covered that as much as we've just been talking about the taste. Whereas yeah. a practicality is of the hot dog. This is why it was invented. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the I bread. see what you mean. Number yeah. three, Wendy's hot dog. Yes. Yeah. Go with Wendy's hot dog for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to say that they copied 7-Eleven, uh, which you've only just reminded me of. And, uh, you know, it's pretty good. So, yeah, Wendy's hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. They, they improved on the, on the flavor by being thought of afterwards. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, the number two hot dog in the world then. Yeah. Um, I'll go with a Dagwood dog. <laughs> you can't do this to me, man. <laughs> You're the one who nominated 10. <laughs> yeah, I cut three out. Uh, hang on, hang on. Well, the Dagwood dog obviously can't be number one. It's not a hot dog. It can't be. It okay, has yeah. to be number two at, All right. you know, at the very least. Yeah. It's not a hot dog. It is a battered saveloy on a stick, I believe. Mm. Yeah, and the Savoy itself might not even be standard hot dog fare. I mean, depending on which town you go to. Yeah, see, look, I think number two is very generous for them. If yeah. you've ever cooked them in a deep fryer vat, that they spit, they spit a lot of oil on your skin, and it certainly stings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I don't mind food that has a bit of challenge. Yeah, and this, you know, this um, is this is essentially the same as hunter gatherer lifestyles. Mm. You know. Yeah, a mate of ours, Sam, uh, was doing it with me, and and he recalls that uh, there's nothing funnier than watching a couple of big truckers at the Queensland Truck and Machinery Show trying to tackle a Dagwood dog without looking sus. (laughs) Yeah, well, the less said about that, the better. I'm not really going to talk about truckers and their culture. It's it's not really up to me. Yeah. Although we will be doing a top 10 trucker culture moments oh, yeah, in def- a future podcast. Yeah, we'll have to do some research before yeah. that. Though. Right. But they deserve their due. I'm just not going to speak out of turn. All right. We're, get, we're getting down to number one of the top 10 hot dogs. I reckon we'll put a pin in this and we'll Dinner go to we'll another list. To another yeah, yeah, we're, all right. Cool. Okay, so cool. I'm just going to put a little number one next to that. And all right. So the next list is number one, top 10 hot dogs, Bunnings Warehouse, where hot dogs are just the beginning. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. This is technically a sausage sizzle. If you can find a better hot dog, they will beat it by 10%. Yeah, um, that, yeah that is. Yeah. Um, it got itself into some trouble recently, though. Yeah? Yeah, because there's a uh, rule as to whether you should have the onion on top of the sausage or below the sausage. Mm. Because you buy the sausage sizzle and then you walk straight into Bunnings mm. and then you drop slippery onion on the floor and then everybody dies. And this is, this actually happened, right? Yeah. So well, cats a, would certainly die because they can't eat onion. Yeah, but no, like someone slipped on it and it created this whole chain of events and where they killed a cat. Well, no, like the, basically because of the the warehouse stacking 
Um, they were stacking cats. No, okay. Think Where of, do the cats come into this? Uh, in the garden area of Bunnings. Oh, okay. But picture of Bunnings and picture all of the, the, the long shelving. Yeah. Right, and now then just imagine how easy it is to make all of those fall on top of each other from one side like dominoes. That's basically what happened as, really a, resu- happened. Yeah, as a result of onions on top of the sausage as opposed to <laughs> underneath the sausage where they are held down by the sausage, by the, the physics, like by the weight of the sausage, it contains the, the, the onion onto the bread. Jeez. Whereas without the, the sausage on top, onions are just flying free. That's quite the chaotic yeah. chain of events. Yeah, well, there was and a, it all begins with low prices. Yeah, yeah. This is what happened earlier this year. Many people died, and so now it's a thing. <laughs> and they're still doing the sausages. Though. Oh, they're still doing well, the sausages. They just yeah. have to put the onions underneath the sausage because of the tremendous loss of life. All right. So if you just tuned back in with us because of the hot dog spoilers, uh, we would like to say that we have finished the top ten list, and uh, thank you for being patient. <laughs> All right, cool. So we can actually knock that one off. We've gotten yeah. three lists done this one. Yeah, we're on top of it. Yeah, what are we... What, all right, so... What, this where is are, going to rate as one of the top 10 episodes we've done. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think we might we might even get that number three best podcast. Yeah, it might. And it's, this is a Pulitzer winning podcast. Do Pulitzers give awards for podcasts? Yeah, yeah. We write everything ahead of time. This is scripted. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. I, I don't know why we put so much dead air into the script, though. That's weird. Uh, it's because I'm a uh, changes is, is a historian. I'm stuffy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's an air of stuffiness. It's quite believable. Yeah, I mean it plays. It's authentic. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So I guess uh, what, what number were we on on top ten podcasts? Um, well, we were number four. Okay, cool. Right. So, but we're both doing one each, aren't we, for this one? I believe so. Yeah. yeah this is one of the dual lists where we both yeah, count yeah, it was. downwards. Yep, that's what we've got here. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, is it my turn or yours? I think it was... Uh, All right, I'll tell you what. I'll flip a guitar pick. Yep, do that. All right, cool. Which one do you want? Do you want Tortex or Blank? Uh, I'll take Tortex. All right, cool. Blank it is. All blank. right, that means I start, does it? Or you you pick? No, it means you. All right, cool. All right, cool. So uh, fourth best podcast... Is us. Oh, Would yeah, we've you, already done that. Yeah, yeah okay. you want, you want no, to go to turn. number three. It's your turn <laughs> My turn, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> right, make a note. Edit at f- fifty-seven. I need a second here. <laughs> no, 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 you're not getting out of it that easy. This is this is all. This is all. None of this is dead air. This is. You are definitely. Uh, he's just. He's just. For those at home, he's just preparing his notes right now. He's shuffling through some pages. Um, this is a shuffling page sound. It's not a trackpad on a MacBook. That's for sure. All right, cool. So, third best podcast. Uh, the Daily Show podcast with Trevor Noah, you say? No, you said that already. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, you've said that. We've basically said all the rest. I don't know that there are even good, 10 good podcasts in the world. We did Comey, Comey, Bang, Bang. We did How Did This Get Made? We did Getting Dug With High. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say The Weekly Planet. That Jeff, goes in at number Jim three. Jim Jeffries. What? Sorry, The Weekly, the weekly Planet. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, comic, uh, comic movie podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a lot of pop culture stuff. Another Australian one by the uh, Planet Broadcasting guys, Mister Sunday Movies. Definitely worth a check out. What about number two? Oh, number two is definitely our good friend Andy Dowling's podcast. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, okay. How, so, how did you struggle so much with three and then number two just straight off the top of your head? Because pick a third favorite of something. Yeah, that's true. Like, really? It's a, once ah, you, you're Pepsi. getting out into the... Pepsi. There you go. Third yeah. favorite cola. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you're getting out into the weeds as soon as one and two are really definite, yeah. whereas three sort of struggles to mm. fight fights with four, bats up against five. It's, yeah. But it's definitely Andy Dowling's podcast and not the, not the self-starter one because that's just right. about businesses and I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't want to hear about other people's successful business. businesses. Yeah, like, exactly. They should keep their secrets to themselves. Yeah. If I, I don't want to be inspired by other people's success. Yeah. Um, I would rather just, I would rather he did a, a Schadenfreude postcard, a, a podcast instead of the one that's successful and that inspires people. Right. I, I think he should do one that just leaves people in tears. Right. Himself, the guests, everyone listening to it. But that's his other one. His main one is the... Andy, the Andy Social. The Andy Social. Yeah. It's Andy right. Dowling. And yeah. it's his social podcast. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he knows what he's doing. Man. man. Oh. Yeah. I envy some of these experienced podcasters sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely ahead of us at number two. Yeah. Yeah. And that he's thought of a name. Yeah. He's thought of a name. <laughs> well, we've got a name. We're the best podcast. Well, yeah. Dale and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it Depending doesn't... Whether or not that's already taken. Yeah, but it doesn't have any wordplay. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's just the best podcast with Dale and Luke. Yeah. We haven't tried to make one word sound like another word or... No, because that's, that's it's the best, where it's at. like, itself and the things we talk about are the best things. Oh, yeah, it's got a double meaning. It's it, deep. Yeah, I mean, a pun. there's a lot to it. Yeah, it's a pun. A pun is not... A pun and wordplay are two different things. Yeah. No, well, actually, technically... That's not true. Well, I mean... It's just that homophones have become synonymous <laughs> with puns, but a pun is only lingual joke. Yeah. So if you use an onomatopoeia as a joke, or if you use a pomanteau as a joke, which I one of my favourite of which is a pomanteau that isn't very good is called a poor manteau. <laughs> and that is a pun. I would argue that the French don't pun, and yet they do wordplay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I base this on absolutely nothing. This is my <laughs> rough-as-shit understanding of it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Well, puns are typically, yeah, homophone, a one-liner sort of thing like that, whereas wordplay is you're basing it off rhyming words or it, you're literally playing with the word, not... Not not implanting a joke word. You're you playing what. with the word. I reckon we can throw this to audience interaction. If you know what the meaning of pun is, then you can tweet it to us. We are at PewDiePie on Twitter. Yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. The right, meaning cool. of a pun, we want to know that. So we've got an opportunity here to finish off every list we've started, but for the musicals one, which we're going to resume next time. Do I we take we, it or do we put it I thought we finished the musicals. Do, oh, we did finish the musicals. Didn't we? Let's say we did. I mean, we can we can we can make this. We didn't clean. finish the helicopters. I know that, but did we not finish the musicals? Oh, we didn't finish the helicopters. Yeah, uh, we might have to put a pen in this and do the uh, best MCU and best save the MCU next podcast. Yep. Okay. What were we up to? Or do you want to just breeze right through it? I think we should breeze yeah, right through it. Yeah, let's get it. Let's and close. we'll start another. Yeah, the, the we'll people st- want closure. You know, they, they do want closure. Well, I they want a cliffhanger. We'll give them a cliffhanger with the helicopters thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't find out what the best ten helicopters in musicals is just yet. Yeah, you'll have to hold We've on still to that. Six of those to yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we got what was it? It was Avatar, yep. Spider Man, uh, Saigon. Yep. And School of Rock. School of Rock. Yeah. Um, uh, Smurfs the musical. Yeah. Uh, there was Cliffhanger the musical. Yeah, the whole the helicopter scene in that uh, High School Musical the musical. Yeah, um, West Side Story. West Side Story, of yeah. course. There's a helicopter in, famously in Pirates of Penzance. There is? Yeah. Uh, we're almost there. Yeah. The helicopter in Pirates of Penzance was particularly effective. Yeah. Because it was how they, they swept down on the mansion for their stealth yes. attack. Yeah. In the, the song on... Um, with Cat Like Tread. With Cat Like yeah. Tread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very, very Planets sneaky. It's very piracy yeah. with a helicopter. Yeah, something. Yeah. That's yeah, all I yeah, yeah, it was the one that displayed their ability as sneak thieves. Yeah. Yeah. That's a brilliant, brilliant ending. Yeah. Definitely not a cop out. No, no. All right. Well, we've got one more helicopter to go. One more helicopter. Yeah. And then we'll do one more MCU. Yeah. yeah I was figuring. Yeah, well, no, you're up to. Um, you're up to number one, aren't you? In top ten reasons. Top I think 10. we're both up to number one. Yeah, but top ten ways to fix the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. So what's yours? Your top 10, your number one way to fix the MCU. No, mine, oh yeah, I'll do yours and then you'll do mine. That's how we'll do number ones. Because you've got to do your best moment. I've got to do my best moment. Then okay. we've got to fix it, right? right? Okay, cool. So we'll do bests okay. and then we'll do fixes. All right. All right. Cool. But we've got to do helicopters first. Helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. Best, no, 10th best helicopter musical. Yeah. Mm. Um, It'll be planned by Disney Pixar. I was going to say Captain America Civil War. Ooh. Oh, that is good. Oh no! Sorry, not Civil War. Winter Soldier. That's my new number one. No, it was it was Civil War. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a duet between Captain America and a helicopter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was discussion as to whether like he should have his shirt off for the scene. That's right. Yeah, and but then they were like, "No, when did you take your shirt off? We were just watching you in the last scene." Yeah. You just you and the helicopter just do a duet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Oh man, such a. Oh. Such a banger, that song. Yeah. Oh, man. Just head thumping. Beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Soulful duet. All right. Well, there, there, go, there you go. Top 10 helicopters and musicals in forward order from 1 to 10 has been closed as a list. And That's now good. we only have two more lists to go. That's good. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say for best moment in the MCU, it's definitely going to be that time Tony exploded a mountain. The time Tony exploded him out. Oh, fuck, yeah, it was so good. Did it you was, see it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. I've heard about it. Oh, man. That mountain didn't see it coming. Yeah, I mean, fuck mountains. I get, I get that <laughs> fuck fucking mountain. <laughs> Todd Hansen, fuck mountain. <laughs> was that the? Was that his band? There no. was a fuck mountain. The fuck mountain was it. Yeah, yeah there that was. was uh, Matt Cook, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, definitely fuck mountains. Yeah. I mean, what have they done for us lately? Um, They're in the way. Hmm. The fucking trouble they cause, man. Hmm. I mean, here we are just trying to extend our societies, and they're just in the way. I reckon. Missile them. Missile them? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's faster than carving through them. I mean, like, yeah. okay, so you see him blow up the, the, the speed with which he blew up that mountain, but I just watched a documentary on, the like, the Wild West, the American West, yeah. and it took them significantly longer to get through the Sierra Nevada with a train track yeah. than it took for Tony Spider-Man Stark to blow up a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was quite reminiscent as well of that moment in the Phantom where the mountain exploded. Billy Zane Phantom. You remember yeah, yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, apparently they did that for real. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Well, I mean, that was a fan- that was a mountain they've been trying to get rid of for a while. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was troublesome. Yeah, it like, overstayed its welcome. Was making I demands. Think it, its permit had been expired for a year or two by that stage, and it was just laying about. I think it was drinking heavily and not learning its lines mm. as well. Uh, Billy Zane. Um, no, the mountain. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm getting that confused with the island of Doctor Moreau and Marlon Brando. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, if anything, he was a mountain of Hollywood talent. He was. Mm. He was. He was a tremendous monolith, of yeah, of of solid work. All right. Well, that's me done with my uh, top MCU moment. What's your top MCU moment? My top MCU moment. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a top MCU. We weren't doing. I wasn't doing this list. Yeah, but now you you have to do it because I'm doing yours too. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then my number one way to improve the MCU. No, you, that's next. <laughs> you got to do your best MCU moment. Oh, my best MCU moment. Yeah. Um. It's okay. Tony exploded a mountain, right? <laughs> uh, Tony Spider-Man Stark exploded a mountain. Um, no, I'm probably just going to go with the... Okay, so the best moment in MCU, number one. Here we go. All right. Number one. Drum roll. The annoying kid in Iron Man 3. Oh, oh man. You got it. You nailed it. Oh, that's so good. It's, it's a Tony Stark moment too. Yeah. Yeah, it's got everything. Did you notice he was at Tony Stark's funeral in Endgame? Really? Yeah. There's a, there's a Tom Holland. Well, no, there's the kid There's a kid up the back who's just standing there by himself and he's not connected to people from this movie or people from this movie or people from this movie. It's the kid from Iron Man 3. The, the kid that was played by John Favreau's son? I believe. Well, the Midwestern kid anyway. Oh, right. John Favreau wasn't in Iron no, Man that, 3. I'm thinking of a different kid yeah. from no, Iron, Iron Man, Man 3 was the one that was done by Shane, what's his face, the guy who wrote um, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, and directed oh, yeah. um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, yeah, 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 Shane Warne. Yeah, yeah, who's known for his big set pieces mm. and, you know, including Christmas as a theme. Uh, no, Shane Warne's a cricketer. I'm thinking of Shane Bourne. Shane Bourne, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, no, I think you were right the first time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, known for things like the Warn Ultimatum. Yeah. Yeah. And the Warn Legacy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which was. Um, and Warn Ponds, the suburb in Geelong. Yeah. All of which featured. Um, no, all but one. Because one of them had Jeremy Renner. That was the suburb. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I guess I've got to do my top way to fix the MCU. Yep. Yeah. I put the mountain back together. I think it's time. Enough time has passed. We've got to put the mountain back together. We've got to glue that mountain back together. That might have been one of the things they fixed. Yeah. Like when they had the, the time stones and such. Oh, like I Captain so. America went back in time. And like imagine like, if he was putting things right and putting things back where they belong, then you know, would he have not put the mountain back together? Oh, in that case, I'm going to say get Spider-Man back is my, oh, yeah. my number one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Get him back. Get him back for everything he's done. Yeah. Get him back. Yeah, just yeah. Get yeah. revenge. Don't get let, revenge. Yeah, don't let that slide. Do not let that little fucker get away with. <laughs> he gets away with bloody murder. He does. He does. Yeah. He does. Okay, so my top ten, my top way. Top to, way. Here to, we go to improve the MCU. Drum roll. Is the MCU should stop listening to people who do podcasts about it? Oh, oh, you got matter. Oh, 
And of course, this is the favourite podcast of the MCU and the official podcast yeah, of like Disney. With number eight or nine, I think I was choosing to alter reality. Mm. So uh, with number one, I'm choosing to alter the fans themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do we qualify as fans? I um, think we do, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be an MCU fan. Yeah. I would be more of the... Of a DCU fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, the DCAU fan. No, I would be more of a, a hard copy comics fan. Okay. I'm one of those arrogant yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That um, would... So, yeah, whereas you could probably claim to be an MCU fan, whereas I'm yeah. first and foremost... Yeah, a, a hard copy fan. I've just never read comics. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, let's do that next time. You give me a comic and I will review... Give me 10 comics. To review. I will read them and then I will list their order. And you list your order and we'll see how close I get. So is this 10 best comics or... Yeah, yeah. You pick the 10. Yep. Right. And then I'll read them and then you list them and I'll list them and we'll see how close I get to your list because you'll have all this extra context. Because I'm just going to get 10 comics. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're just going to find 10 comics in a shop somewhere? No. No, I'm not going to get 10 current Marvel comics. No, Those I mean, will all be just like this month's edition <laughs> of something, won't they? Yeah, no, I yeah. was talking more like if you go to book exchange stores and stuff like that, yeah. old old bookstores, salvos and stuff like that, they will actually have old comics there. So you could just pick up random Punisher from 1986 or some shit like that. Well, I'm thinking you're the kind of guy that sounds like you've got... At least 10 comics. I have at least 10 comics. All right, cool. Can I borrow 10 comics? Uh, yeah, we think we can do that, yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> All right, well, what a riveting end to this podcast. <laughs> we got through every list. We got through the top 10 MCU moments with Tony, Tony Stark. We got through the top 10 ways to fix the MCU. We got through the top 10 musicals. We got through the top 10 podcasts. We got through the top 10 helicopters and musicals. We got through the top 10 educational podcast. Did we get through that one? No, we didn't. Oh, God, we got to do that now too, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we've got to do that and Rome. All right, they're all ancient room. They're yeah. just all ancient room, the podcast, which you should listen to. Listen to it right after this. We won't spoil it for you. I won't spoil the Byzantine part for Luke. And the top 10 Rome is uh, coming up next podcast. Is that what we're doing next podcast? Yeah. yeah. Top okay. 10 Rome versus top 10 Greeks. You okay. do Greece, I'll do Rome. Okay. And I'll presumably read something about Greece. <laughs> Well, I can give you I can give you at least 10 comics about Greece. 10 comics about Greece. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we would like to thank you for listening to our uh, best podcast. Of course, it is the best podcast where we talk about the best and none of the rest. Uh, I've been Dale. And I've been Luke. And so your famous catchphrase. I can't remember what it was. That's the catchphrase. I can't remember what it was. Good night. The best podcast with Dale and Luke.